0: The episode that you did with Bruce Jitay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how, is, how he was talking about the soccer fees. By how he was what? Uh, talking about the soccer fees. Out. It's very expensive.
1: Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? It's I good. was actually like baffled. I had yeah. no idea that something that is the most played sport in our country yeah. costs like go. an exponential amount in comparison to any other sport just because the clubs, you know, this isn't in schools, but it's in the clubs. And they just be taking money. Which yeah. Is well. It's basically
0: a business for them too. And they definitely got to pay the first team players. Yeah. It's but a full, fully. Yeah. Cause it's only kids. Yeah. Cause it starts from like under seven. Yeah. Two reserves that they got to pay fees. That's a lot of money.
1: Facts. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to what's your voyage. We have none other than the creative director, a man that is a, he's a really young cat that is a great curator of people and just brings together these awesome creative endeavors you know whether it be an event that has dancers musicians uh painters fashion shows like and he brings all these worlds together and just really creates an experience of creators that you know really have something to show i remember going to one show um at a at a warehouse on flinders street in the city and the dancer that he had like you really forget how much motion is so emotive and like I was nearly at tears watching this dancer and that was really strange for me because it's not often that you 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 know get moved by movement like that anyway we have none other than Shabani. Thank you thank you
0: I'm speechless um that's actually the first entrance I've ever gotten so I'm forever grateful for that. Oh, thank you, thank you, brother. How's your day been? Um, it's been amazing. Um, it's definitely been amazing. And yourself? It's been a good day. Yeah. It's been a good day. Just been working. Yeah, i been working hard.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, we got Owen behind the audio and on the the cameras. Owen actually, he had a he had a cool question he wanted to ask. What was your cool
2: question? It <laughs> <That> wasn't <laughs> a cool question. It was just um, well, considering you're into directing and stuff like that, you've obviously have you seen the Creed movies? No, I haven't um, seen
0: it yet. Um. I was actually supposed to go see it, but
2: have you? What well, have you seen? The last two? Mm.
0: I've seen the first one, okay. but not the latest one. Right,
1: and yeah, I've you seen the first one, not the second one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought the production on that was like pretty amazing. What did you think? Number one
0: on the first one, yeah, it was amazing. Um, I was a bit younger when I watched it, so yeah. I definitely gotta go back and like take some notes. Yeah,
1: yeah, fair. So directing is like your passion of where you want to move into. Yeah, in terms of. Like what that means to you mm. as a director what what is what is that world looking like for you? like what are your influences around that? What's like the ideas that you're marinating on?
0: Well, I'll probably say my early influences were um short documentaries that were produced on I d magazine. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I used to come back every day. I'll go on my laptop, I'll search up an i d magazine uh, short documentary. And they would do short documentaries on the artists that are coming up in New york city uh London, and stuff like that so for me it was always like um, I mean I have visuals, so why can I put them into into full fo- uh, fruition so um as I started growing up uh, i got i got connected to the right people, I guess, and I started doing things so uh I would probably say my biggest influences are it's probably the magazines that I grew up on, and just like being able to see visuals, like, you know, I could go on a jog and just see, like, a world of things, so.
1: Yeah, what are some of the ID magazine people that, like, that you saw through these documentaries that really, like, have
0: still stuck with you? As like, oh, wow. Ooh, um, I'll probably say there's an episode on Bloody Osiris. Um, Who's uh, that? Uh, Bloody Osiris is a fashion model. He's, a, he's also a designer. And he um, does a lot of things behind the scene and also just like uh, a lot of campaigns for LV and stuff like that. So he just inspired me to do so much more. And how
1: does it, it's like, okay, so in terms of like diving into like how these
0: documentaries
1: are made that like speaks to you, Yeah. is it that they sit down and they're interviewing or they're, and they're overlaying heaps of footage or is it like you're actually getting brought along on their journey in like a vlog style format, like what? What's the science of, of how these kind of documentaries that you're inspired by?
0: Mm. It's more like um a day in a life, but you also get to see like, you know, just how they live each day and you just like if they can do it, I can do it too. Like, what's the difference between us? Um but just just like um just being able to see the video a video like that is just like amazing. It's just like, um, if people can produce stuff like this, what can I do it too? So it's more about uh just having the visuals and being able to to put it down to paper and then you gotta bring it into life. Yeah, bet.
1: Yeah. And are these kind of things that you wanna create, these short docos, or you wanna move in a different
0: way? Um, I definitely wanna move into a different adventures. Um I just don't wanna put myself in one box. Um, there's a quote that Virgil said, um, the doors are open now, so we can go into different things, you know. We just we just can't do one thing at a time. It's more about we could work on six projects in our mind but also focus on one in reality. It's about um, being able to, to rotate them as you use and just uh, being able to bring them into life.
1: That's so cool. I mean, like Virgil Abloh, yeah. creative director of Louis Vuitton, creator of Off-White, like works with Kanye on so many things, is just like he's prolific. Yeah. You know? And he, he was the, like, the hardest working man. Like He got so many things done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who has put out as much content? across a spectrum of disciplines like he has mm. i don't know <laughs> me too <laughs> me too but but, kanye hasn't even done it like that you know kanye has done what he's done excellently obviously you know his Yeezy brand his clothing brand but like we have not seen him be creating furniture and like selling it or like these housing projects for homeless and actually getting that out into the world like a lot of what we've seen kanye do in all these other disciplines has been like prototype
0: stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, I feel that. And that's why I feel like Virgil's like a top mentor. But Kanye's, Kanye will always be the goat because um, just from like his mindset, you can tell he's like, he's truly an artist. But Virgil is just like on a different level, but it's not, uh, I feel like for Virgil, it's more like um, he probably knew his time was then. So he was just producing work. But with Kanye, I feel like he could release a season of work in 10 years and that season of work would still be timeless in 10 years yeah you're probably right yeah probably
1: right so you're like you see that you know you got all these ideas you're like um a renaissance man if you will (laughs) a man that wants to go into many different disciplines and 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 grace it with his expression but so far you've been creative directing so tell me about the world of what you've been putting together there
0: um being a creative director um i've been focused on a lot of projects uh in, i've got some fashion shows um i've done some art but eventually everything is art i guess it's just like the way you see it um i got also another show that i'm working on It's called nurture your inner child it's about embracing our our inner child because i guess people can get lost in this world like you know but we all essentially have ideas when we're younger like of what we want to be of what we could do and um if I'm able to just do a bit more projects and, like, showcase that, like, you know, is possible, because, you know. Um, I remember being 16 thinking, whoa, like, you know, how am I ever going to do anything like that? But, you know, for the fact that I was able to transfer my life to what I'm doing now, it's just like, you know, I want to show kids that they can do anything, you know, like, I just don't want to be called a creative director. I want to be called an artist. And then from there, who knows what the next kid will do. It's more about just opening the doors to what, to what is available out there, and hopefully, these kids can do so much more than what I can do. Because anything that I can do, you can do better, you know. And hopefully, you're you're opening up many doors to the next person that does podcast or like media or stuff like that. Yeah, so
1: I hope so. Honestly, from what I've heard in regards to the podcast, is like people have been coming back, especially with the clips that go like you know, you're semi-viral, like get like hundred thousand or five hundred thousand yeah. views, like. I've heard feedback being like, oh, my God, I had so many, like, people I know and, like, people I didn't know, like, come yep. up to me and be like, oh, you're the guy from The Thing. And, like, that, you know, it's just, it's cool. And even back from when I was doing the radio show days, um, we had a lovely lady on and she was working on this project around, like, sustainability and having um, essentially, like, a Tupperware container system, if you will, so then there was less waste in the process of buying your goods from a supermarket. Mm. It was something like that. And then because somebody heard the podcast, yeah. they got a actual real life prototype testing opportunity in the field in Kangaroo Island yeah. like a year or a year and a half before they thought they ever would. Wow. I love
0: that. You yeah. see? Yeah, like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> oh my God, we you, did that? <laughs> you never know who's listening. So it's just um, it's just about putting the information out there. So uh, that's definitely amazing to hear. Like you could be inspiring yeah. a million of people, even billions. Like. But
1: Yeah, right. And you don't know the ripple effect. Yeah. As they say, the six degrees of separation. Exactly.
0: You just got to keep going.
1: Yeah. So in terms of this campaign about having people like be blessed and retouched with their inner child – what does that look like in terms of in inspiring that out of people? Like, what do you what do you think in terms of creating that?
3: Mm,
0: um, I take memories from when I was younger. Um, it's a lot of freedom of movement. So dancing would definitely be incorporated into that, but also art. Because I remember in primary school, um, we used to do art. We used to paint a lot. And I feel like that kind of gives you the freedom of just, you know, you can express yourself with whatever colour you want, you know. Um and even our poetry, that's like a definitely a good way to express yourself on a pen, you know, your thoughts, you could put all that into that. Um, it's just about um, realising that you're still a child inside uh, and don't let the world change the person who you are because you're still the same kid. Like the avatar that you have is just an avatar, but your soul is what will always remain. Mm.
1: Your soul will always remain. Tell yeah. me about that what are you what are your thoughts on i guess reincarnation if you will or the
0: ever present soul mm. what do you think about that I mean I haven't really done too much of my research into that, but um your soul is definitely like your biggest thing like because um, what you feed your soul is what the world will feed back into you so um even after we die like um i think I think I've read uh, a little thing that said um even after we die, we leave the avatar, but our soul is what goes up.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. But suppose there was this experiment that they did. Oh, I can't remember which country it was. Yeah, but they tried to test like if a soul is real, right? So they had all these people get euthanized. Yeah. Um. You know, I think it was all consensual and all that. I don't think they am just killing them. <laughs> but essentially, they had all these people got euthanized, and they put it in this airtight, like, experiment room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were testing the weight of people. And supposedly, there was a slight degree of weight that dropped. Like a very, very small amount of weight that dropped when these people died that it wasn't air. Mm. So, I guess
0: that proves it then that we definitely do have a soul.
1: Yeah, and it like exited the body. Wow. And look, I mean, for thousands of years, right, it's always been said. Yeah that we are spiritual beings first and foremost. And now there's kind of like this cultural uh, push or accepting of or, you know, just belief in atheism that's been growing. Yeah. And it goes directly in in contrast to like every single ancient culture or even, you know, semi-modern culture that always believed we are spiritual beings. Yeah. So... Who knows? I don't know. I think it's a little arrogant to be like, yo, we are nothing more than just this flesh bag and then we die and that's it.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel like that, but um, we just got to realize that our time on our time on earth isn't exceptionally that long. If we really think about it, we're just like another door in the world. So um, what we do in the world will make a difference, but it's also about your soul. Like, you know, why are you feeding your soul? What? what kind of contribution are you doing to the world? Like um, there's times, there's times, I guess, in, in the world where like um, you do a bad thing and you could feel it like deep down into yourself. But whenever you give kindness into the world, you feel so much better about yourself. So, yeah. Have That's you ever? Have you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I've definitely felt the, yeah. you know, the experience of giving kindness. I think it's a <laughs> great thing. <laughs> it is. You know, the energy is just so on point. Yeah. And you know what's really cool? is that they were actually able to test on, like, this subatomic level or whatever yeah. that matter, like, physical things get affected in our presence. Ooh. So the observer actually has an effect on the matter wow. in front of them. Wow. Which changes the game, right? So it yeah. means if something's experienced, like, there's some kind of connection going on or parabonding between, you know... Us and other things mm. Which just goes Like What What does that even mean Like does that mean We can like tap into the level Where we can like Move things with our minds I Ooh. don't know I don't know But if we're affecting things On a subatomic level There's definitely some kind of Relationship going on
0: Yeah I mean if things Happen in the movie I feel like we could do it too uh, Cause I think there's a th- Scene like that um, In In Wolverine mm. What's yeah. the scene um there's a kid that has powers that he can move your metal, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just like uh that's scary, but like, you know, who knows? Maybe in the future there'll be an, an AI that could that could program my mind to do that. So
1: maybe. I mean that's what they're trying to work on. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I've been listening to some stuff. It's just been coming up in my feed. So who knows if it's true. However, they said the ancient scriptures uh, I think it's the book of Enoch or something like that. Yeah, reference that there is like a, a missing link in our DNA that has been tampered with by like the gods or the or the 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 fallen angels or whatever. Yeah, and that when that was tampered with, or even God may have tampered with it. God tampered with our DNA, so then made it so we can only live 120 years max. Wow, and that we supposedly used to live like way way longer. And there's also Another thing that kind of combines with that narrative of the Great Flood and things like that, yeah, it's called um, – oh, I think it's called the Book of Adam or something like that. The CIA released it as like part of their classified materials and now it's unclassified. And it's essentially the story of like all these different extinction level events throughout yeah. history. And supposedly we're on like the sixth civilization building time. As a humanity. So like six times. And the reason for it is supposedly because of the polar shift of the earth. That because when the north and south poles, the magnetic like, you know, orientation of the earth shifts. Yeah. Even if it's like by 10 degrees or whatever, it creates like a huge disruption like ecologically for the earth. Yeah. And earthquakes and all these types of things start happening. And supposedly, supposedly, it's like every 12 to 12 and
0: a half thousand years wow that's a lot of time but that would definitely be scary to live 120 years like
1: no we already can live to 120 years yeah it said we
0: used to live longer yeah i'm saying like if you're able to live longer like just seeing everyone else die and you still live on
1: but i think it was at a state where everybody did oh yeah like everybody was living long lives
0: does that mean we still get weaker? Or I don't know.
1: I, I wasn't alive well. I mean, maybe I was alive. I don't know if re- reincarnation's correct. Exactly. Maybe I was, but
0: can't but, remember it. But imagine if we get reborn at a hundred. That would be amazing. Like you know, you reach a hundred, you get reborn, and then your life restarts again. You like, yeah, you're, like <laughs> spawn. <laughs>
1: You get to 100 And you start going Benjamin Button And like Your next 80 years Or 100 years You're like Going down in age again Then you go back up And then you go back down Oh that'd be wild
0: I mean I would like to be A vampire you know And just stay at A certain age forever But you know yeah. That's just a myth Out there But you know Hey look Fair enough It'd be alright yeah if, yeah if anyone can donate Some blood I don't know <laughs>
1: I don't want. I don't want to like bite it from you because I feel that's a little a little harsh. I'll just <laughs> just donate it,
0: please. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the way to go. It's uh, kindness, you know. You definitely gotta save lives out here.
1: Yeah, I'm a donation vampire. <laughs> 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 oh, oh lord! All right. So in terms of this like world of ideas that you have floating out through your brains, what are some of the other things? You know, with whatever level of detail you want to expressing but what are some of the other creative things that you are like Yo, i want to get into that or i want to be the force that creates these kind of
0: things to come together oh that's definitely a good question um you got me thinking um i did say film directing uh i call myself a create design artist that's like a thing that i wrote uh, in my room and then i have like a different photos of places i want to be it's like basically a visual board um but that's definitely a good question. You got me thinking. Um, I'll definitely get back to you when, like, my mind is comes up with an yeah, yeah, answer. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah. We can move on to something
3: else.
1: All right, so in terms of, like, your idea about what's important for your creative pursuit, mm. you know, like, you're kind of hinting on that it's, like, everybody else chasing their dreams is, like, your under, your, at the moment, your fundamental core message – that you're trying to get out there. But if you, like, look at someone like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. You know, he has, like, a way in which he formulaically kind of does that. Like, have you found that for yourself? And let me just touch on what I think Kendrick's is. Yeah. Is, like, he uses personal experiences to to paint pictures of events that will paint pictures on ideas he cares about. And that's his way of doing it, where some – would we'll just go. I'm going to paint pictures of stories, and they're just stories, and they don't really have any grander scheme, like in an album that will all piece together and create this larger idea that he's trying to get across or this journey to get to this idea. Yeah. So he's very intentional with that. What you know are your kind of like things that you want to see for the world.
0: For the world, um, I definitely see the community scene in Adelaide going. Um, and I feel like if we're able to just showcase, like, you know, there's a door opening for us, you know, then more people will definitely come out and do more stuff. Because um, I feel like um, to inspire people, you, you you need to show them that there is a chance of making it. So um, for the fact that uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar is able to paint pictures like that and just, you know, and bring into life is just amazing even uh, on his latest album how he took he talks about um I'm making his cousin a millionaire you know that's yeah that's definitely amazing like it inspires you to do so much more you know like uh yeah do you have brothers uh yeah I do have brothers and do you move as a unit <laughs> we don't move as a unit but um that's one thing I definitely want to fix in the near future um I guess it goes so much deeper because I feel like um with African household it kind of it kinda is different What's it like? Uh, like a family Yeah What's you know, your family dynamic like? Oh uh, It's not too bad I guess we c- communicate But everyone is just like Doing their own little things But For me I definitely see a future uh, Where The family tree can come together And uh, I just want to break So much trauma And just like you know Embrace everyone And just come together And hopefully you know uh, break the curse of like You know Being the first millionaire Or just like you know Showing them that like and nine to five isn't always the option. You can do so much more. And I feel like um, a lot of my brothers have talents, but it's more just like they got to provide. Mm. And then also understanding the fact that my parents came from, like, a different country to this country. So where where they come from? Uh They came from Congo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so for them, it's about survival. But, like, the fact we are in a different country and there's so much opportunities, you can't really live in survival anymore. You got to adapt and see like you can create something for yourself.
1: And what's that been like growing up with your parents coming from there that's obviously a pretty rough place. Yeah. to like being raised here like cuz I've, I've I've been talking to Bjorn. Yeah. and you know he has some ideas about how what it's been like being like the second generation. Well, he's the first generation straight over, but like what the like relationship between first generation second generation has been like in terms of the values at conflict, if you will? Like, Have you noticed something like that?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for them, um, they talk about the past a lot. They mm. talk about, you know, when we were this, you know, we weren't doing this. But for me, it's always been about being my, being myself. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be programmed to act a certain way just because I have to make certain people happy because at the end of the day you 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 are the author of your own book you know like as much as you want to make everyone happy you can't make everyone happy you know like as long as they see their success that's when they'll become happy like uh i remember when the first time i got my hair braided you know like my parents went crazy like are you selling drugs what 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 and then now it's more like it's just like it's just like uh It's part of my look, so, like, you know, they got used to it. So, as long as you're able to push through what they're saying or or maybe the beliefs, they'll definitely come to understand that, like, a lot of things don't change. You're still the same person, but eventually you are growing as a person.
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like you're moving in the way you're moving and and the advice they may give you isn't, like, resonating because it doesn't mean the same thing. Like, you having, you know... Your cornrows doesn't mean you're selling drugs. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's actually so, crazy. So that I mean, that's such a like a, a beautiful like as lived like <laughs> <laughs> like you
3: know
1: yeah, that's great. That's such a microcosm of something greater. Yeah, I love that. And in terms of like growing the mission of your family unit, mm. and I would say you want to grow that for like larger communities as well to have people if i'm am i wrong
0: no no you're not wrong at all
1: what do you see the
0: best way to go about
1: like having that collide and conquer strategy yeah to have people come together and operate more as a unit
0: like what what is your idea of how to do that oh um with me i i just don't work with like pacific people uh so for the fact that i'm able to work with like um uh, people from all different uh, backgrounds like you know, um, we may share like a same struggle in a way, but we're all trying to do one thing. So like you know, it's just about seeing different faces. You know, it's not it's not even about our color. It's just for the fact that we're able to create art. You know, our, let's say if I work with someone from the south side, you know, we could we could tap into that community, and then if I work with someone from the north side, we could tap into that community. So it's just about having that difference. You know, like yeah, you wanted to be like fully open yeah. and like diverse and inclusive. Yeah. And that's always the way, and that's always the best way to go. Cause yeah. you can't just be limited to one way.
1: Yeah. Like, well, it sounds like you want to do that while have, while everybody is united in a shared collective vision yeah, of like a positive, expressive, committed future. Cause yeah. we were talking about before, like, you know, the types of artists that you want to work with are those that are obsessed. Yeah. Like they have to be obsessed. And you, you were saying, we're chilling on the couch before. we got new couches in here. So there's going to be another episode with some couches in it. It's going to be different couches. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of like being obsessed. And you, you were saying Kobe. Kobe was like a huge vehicle of that idea for you.
0: Yeah. Um, every morning I listen to his his video. Uh, he talks about you have to be obsessed with what you're doing. And also you have to work with people that are obsessed because – there's a lot of people that get comfortable, you know, that think results are just going to come easy now. Like, there's days where you need to, like, sacrifice a lot. And, you know, um, the start is always the painful way. Like, uh, when you're starting out, it's always, like, the most painful. But, like, you know, and it's also about knowing that if you're able to build up that discipline now, you can do so much more, like, you know, within the next 10 years. It's just about, uh, we're humans, but... We're very habit forming your habits basically build your life yeah, yeah. it's true
1: 100 percent. i've noticed that for sure yeah being consistent at stuff has been like the hardest thing i found the gym you know why it's a very typical one yeah but it's been such a microcosm of like discipline for me mm. like being able to go five days a week and like being unwavering in that has been so liberating yeah which is kind of you know a bit of a contrast isn't it it's like <laughs> it's liberating that i get to go to the gym five days a week but it is because it's like i trust that i am my word mm. and I, you get this like sense of inner power how have you gone about uh like manufacturing or working on your discipline because it's not an easy thing
0: it's not an easy thing at all but um i did also see your story that the fact that you're going to the gym so yeah, it went. big ups to you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the results for you, but um <laughs>
3: I'm serious.
0: I know No, funny. but for me, um it's about uh there was times when I when I used to build up the habits and then I'll and then I'll lose track. Like let's say a new girl comes into your life, you get lost, you get too comfortable, uh you, you become very complacent. But now I'm very focused. Like um, it's just about realizing that the work that you do now is what is is basically gonna make your future. So um, it's just about making the right sacrifices because the parties are always gonna be there, the girls are always gonna be there. Like um, it's not about the now; it's about what will what will attract. Ah, uh, so I think I read a quote saying, um, "You attract what you are now." So like, if I'm able to work hard and um, improve my energy, improve myself, I would definitely attract, like, a girl that's that's very uh, marriable, if that is a word, like, a girl that is, you know. Yeah, like, it's married.
1: married to, like, your energy, and their yeah. energy will be married yeah. in that vibe, and then you hopefully marry them. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> uh, in this society, um, it's very sexualized, and you it's don't true. really meet people that are, like, you know, People that are wife material, like, even people that are just solid.
1: Facts. Yeah. (laughs) Facts, dude. (laughs) Yeah, you're, like, scared. You're, like, oh, dude, am I going to get in trouble? Maybe. Maybe you will. But, yeah, it's true. People are so short-term. Yeah. But I think it's a wider, like, we're focused on short-term gratification. Mm. And that speaks into, like, us talking about discipline, right? Yeah. Is, like, discipline's not easy. And it's a long road. But it's, like, you're working towards a larger mission that is going to be so much more beautiful and glorious and great and contributing exactly. to yourself, your life, your community. Like everything's yeah. going to be better if you just be disciplined. Yeah, there's
0: nothing in your life that will not be better. Exactly. Um, I've also read a book on this. Uh, the first book that I got introduced to was Atomic Habits by Isaac. Yeah, yeah, that changed my life. And then, what did uh, you learn from it? Oh, uh, what are the the things
1: that you actually applied? to your life because there's a lot right
0: oh yeah there's a lot um uh there's another book indistractable which is basically like Atomic habits but what i learned from it from the from them two books is that um it's not about the quality of time that you spend with people i mean it's not about it's <laughs> not about how long you spend with people it's yeah. about the quality of time and then in Atomic habits uh it went depth into um consistency and just like being able to find like the right the right space for you like uh, like different sports. Um it talks about how our habits are very important and stuff like that. So mm. So, it,
1: so it how do you life. go about doing like what's an activity that you need to do on a regular basis yeah. that you don't want to do sometimes and how do you push through it? Oh taking cold showers. Pff, yeah heavy.
0: okay. Yeah. Um I feel like that is important. Like um yeah, I just have to push through. As uh, Sometime I just dance through the cold shower and just like, you know, I definitely got to push through because, you know.
1: How long do you do them for?
0: Four minutes sometimes. Four minutes? Yeah, four minutes cold shower. I need to get to your level. I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm doing it like warm shower, washing and all that, and then I'm like, all right, cold. And then I'm like, I don't know. I don't even time it. I'm there for like a minute cold, yeah. maybe a minute and a half. But I guess it's just about...
0: Um, do you have a hot shower at all or is it the whole thing cold? No, nah, there was a time where I just had cold showers, but I do have hot showers, probably after soccer training, cause you know I can't take a cold shower at 9 p.m. Then I can't sleep. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, cause it wakes you up a bit. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah there's a study on that, I believe. There's a study on everything.
1: <laughs> studying everything in there. We're just there's
0: studying a study on everything. Just studying heaps of stuff. Yeah. And we're coming up with the results we want. But what kind of <laughs> books are you into?
1: Uh, oh, man, I'm into like – right, so what I've read, I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ooh. That's a great book. I've read a bit of uh, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Ooh. It's dense. I haven't finished it, but yeah. I'm getting through it. Um, Oh, what's the one I just finished? I'm reading Family Fortunes at the moment, which is actually a very, very cool book. Essentially, yeah. the premise of it is like about having like generational wealth and building that – and it looks at all the different facets of it. Yeah. And it looks at all the different constraints. And it looks at what is the society structure that's in the way of it. All this stuff. So, it's, you know, like for example, if you're building family wealth. Yeah. You don't just look at how we make money. Mm. You say how we raise our kids. Mm. What do we do with 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 kids that are, you know, some want to be an artist and some want to go into business or some want to get in the family business mm. or some's a black sheep. Like how do you actually juggle different people and how do you prepare your family to continue you know the generational wealth because a lot of the time that the saying goes it's like the first generation builds it the second generation uh you know like maintains it and then the third generation just completely like decimates it yeah and then the fourth generation has to build it up again and then you you know you're just not holding on to it so then everybody's life in your family isn't as good So it goes and all that, and then what else? What else have I read? I've been reading some books. I definitely got to read that book though. Like it's a great book. Yeah, I feel like it
0: would definitely benefit my whole life.
1: Oh, it's phenomenal. I'm getting through it, and it's it's great. It's really good. I watch a lot of videos though. A lot of videos, like yeah, about so much, dude. So much, like literally so much. I consume so much content. Like, give me a topic, and I probably know stuff about it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but that's definitely a good thing because, like, the more you consume, it's about the inf- the type of information you're consuming. Because mm. you can consume a lot of rubbish, and then you know your mind becomes rubbish and clouded. But if you're consuming the type of stuff that you that you're trying to learn, then it's definitely a benefit. Because yeah. it is good to consume a lot of help stuff. I guess. Yes. Well, Ron, yeah, a,
1: a guy named Ron Langman, he's a serial entrepreneur. We had him on the radio show, and he's he's part of the catalog of the podcast. Yeah. And he said that one of the biggest things for being an entrepreneur is you don't need to be a professional at everything. Mm. You need to have knowledge. You need to have a breadth. Yeah. You don't need a depth. You, you can have a depth in some things, but you need a breadth of knowledge so then you can actually go about managing things. And a simple example of looking at that that I see it as is like, let's say you're doing – let's say you're doing a fashion brand yeah you know if you know all the facets of what creates a fashion brand you can you can do it and you can find people that are good at it to do it better than you can but like if you don't even know about like a whole genre of fabrics yeah or you don't know where to get like you don't know that there's certain types of of materials that are better than others mm. you're just going to be getting shitty materials and sometimes they'll be better and you don't know why mm. but if you have a breath that you go all right i know there's good and bad materials yeah. now i need to go find someone that can tell me what's the difference between them and be able to pick the best ones mm. as an example
0: that's very true because i believe there's a lot of successful people that, that might not be the smartest People in the world, but they do have someone behind them or a team that are smarter than them.
1: Yeah, delegate. Yeah,
0: and I think it talks about that in rich dad, poor dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> dude, that's a huge thing, right? It does as say a that. business, like, yeah, because it's like, yeah, it's in that too. Yeah, Cause as a professional, you're good at your one thing. Yeah, you get your job, you get your salary, and then you spend your money on a house, and then your house just drains all your money and doesn't mm. make you any money. Yeah. So you are just reliant on working for your money. Whereas mm. when you get into entrepreneurship. You start to work on things that make you money while you sleep, money yeah. while you're not there because you start to get other people. But also, I don't know, even if you're looking at stocks or whatever, it's doing its thing,
0: you know, yeah. a compound interest as we were talking about before. Yeah. Like you get to build. Mm, yeah, that yeah, that's definitely a big thing. Um, It's definitely a big thing. Your habits do become, you know, like you could save a dollar today and, you know, it would be worth more tomorrow because – it's
1: about well, just. That's not true. But
0: if you save a dollar every day,
1: you have a savings.
0: Yeah. But it won't
1: be worth more tomorrow. Not with these inflation <laughs> rates.
0: <laughs> not tomorrow, essentially. But like you know, in the near future, it's just about the small habits that you pick. Yeah. Oh, um, Instead of buying something, you know, you could just go. You could go at home and eat something. You know, like it's just about the small percentages that you that you twitch, in your life.
1: Yeah, that's good for saving.
0: Yeah. For sure, that is yeah. definitely a
1: good. You know, penny, penny. Penny saved is a penny gained. Yeah. Or a penny, yeah, I think that's what it's called. What? What are you looking at? You look like <laughs> bewildered right now,
2: Owen. <laughs> but what are you talking about? Hey, Owen, give us some investment advice, my friend. What do you, what do you got to say about this? <laughs> well, no, I think it is important to save. Speaking of the mic. Like I think it's important to save, but, you know, it's what your money does with you, for you when you're not using it. Mm. I mean, it's all very well to put it in a bank, but that usually just covers the inflation rate. Not even so, exactly well at the moment, no. But it does long term. But it your money just still stays the same. Essentially, it's just yeah. it's doesn't really grow. But if you invest it, um, you can make ten you know, percent or more.
1: Yeah. Well, I think where we're at right now in the age we are. Yeah. If we invest in our knowledge, mm. but and but knowledge as a, as skill sets, not knowledge as in like oh, I could think about this and understand things. <laughs> like no. What can you do? Yeah. What can you get done with some skills that you've got? If we invest our skills, we can then as a service provider create a product business mm. or, you know, offer a service that so we can get a bunch of money in. Yeah. And if we get more money in, then, you know, if we invest in being able to get more money in, then we can start to go, all right, now I'm going to start diversifying the things that make m- my money make money.
0: Mm. It's, about, it's about essentially just making your money. I work for you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's That's fact. definitely a key component,
2: like or or inventing something. But
1: that, yeah, but that's your money. That's <laughs> I suppose, yeah it's yeah, your money making money for you if yeah. you do the right business structure.
0: Because yes, yeah. Nikola Tesla
1: is a great example.
0: I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah right. So I mean, yeah, you say it. Oh no, 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 please. Oh yeah, he was a great investor. He was smart, but like your yeah, business wise, he wasn't there. And then Edison, Edison Thomas. Yeah, Thomas Edison. Yeah, basically. Uh he basically took up all the credits and then um, he became a very wealthy man compared to Edis, compared to Nikola Tesla.
1: Yeah, essentially, you're right. Yeah. And there was a particular deal that happened for Nikola Tesla that was a wrong step. Mm. So essentially, there was this like market downturn and he created the um, alternative current technology. So the DC technology meant that in New York City, you had to have a power grid, like a big power station on like every block Mm. for the energy go around because it didn't travel long distances and because he created the ac current it could start to go long distances and what he did was for that technology he sold it originally his agreement said he was going to get some cents or a percentage on every single dollar made wow but then the downturn happened and he was so passionate about this invention, this idea of getting out to the people yeah. that he said, fine, I'll just take this lump sum. Yeah. And because of that one misstep, even though he invented all these other things, he mm. didn't get the opportunity to have a big business and be able to fund all this stuff. And at the end of it, that was his downfall in terms yeah. of being able to be a creator because he was coming up with all these like wild, Wacky ideas. ideas that people didn't <laughs> want to invest in, yeah, because they were like, Well, I don't see the upside of me being able to make money from it. Mm. So, when he was working on projects like free energy, yeah, you know, nobody would touch him with a 10 foot pole because they're like, Well, if you make energy free, I ain't making shit, and that seems implausible. Yeah. But yeah. he seemed to think that he was onto something, but he ran out of money and then he had a shady death, yeah, yeah but he had like 850 inventions on patent and he's responsible for all the fundamentals of like x-rays, Wi-Fi, all sorts of things, like the fundamentals of all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did learn about him in Think and Grow Rich. Mm. It's a great book. It's It's a great book. I've read a bit of that. Yeah.
1: But when it said, look, if you get the point that desire and getting going out and doing it, you know, if you can think it, you can do it. Yeah. If you get that by now, you you can put down this book. And I said, all right, put down the book. <laughs> I yeah. get it.
0: Um, so What did you get from that book? Uh, I definitely learned a lot. Um, it changed my whole mindset. Um, It's just about the manifestation part too and just for the fact that you got to work for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this new society, there's a lot of people that are just posting, you know, I'm trying to manifest this, but like it's about the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Your mindset also plays a big part into it. Yeah, we're in a material world.
1: Yeah, really we definitely are. We materially do things as yeah. well as
0: spiritually. And people post a lot just to update people on their lives. I feel like sometimes you just have to go ghost and then just do the work. Just just do the work, bro. Mm. Yeah. So what's the work you're doing at the moment? Uh, right now, um, after this interview, I need to finish a document for a runway that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do two runways in like... A split of a month so one here and one in melbourne uh i'm just trying to find the right people but it's really about establishing myself in different states you know i just don't want to become that guy that just did one good show or like three good shows and then people get used to me like then what's the whole point yeah you want to share it with the world yeah i do want to share it to the world yeah and how do you actually go about finding these kind of people um i do a lot of researches, and then i also have people in melbourne and sydney so I kind of utilize my network too. Um, and you said like, who's popping for like fashion? Who's popping for painting? Well, like. um, I'll give a big shout out to Jada, the creator. She's definitely amazing. Uh, she designs a lot. Uh, she just had a drop, like uh, I think it was three weeks ago, Um, over, over f- fashion stuff. So she basically grabs, um, uh, uh, how do I explain this? She basically grabs materials and then she creates her, her own pieces. It's very high-end. And everything was sold, like, in 10 hours. What? <laughs> yeah, 10 hours. That's awesome. That's excellent. How many pieces did she make? Uh, I believe 12 or 15. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. cool. Well done. Yeah. I feel like if I'm able to connect to different people like that, then, you know. So she was doing, like, a haute couture. Yeah, basically. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. And do you want
1: to, like, do you want to make clothes yourself because i know you're you're heavy in the fashion industry Mm. in terms of like being the curator but is that something you also want to do is like you have some visions for
0: um i mean i've always been designing i started designing at the age of 16 um i bet yeah it was more like with uh a lot of paintings and then a lot of pen work but uh, i definitely do see a vision of me uh creating something i feel like um the world is definitely waiting. Cause uh, I remember this one moment I had. I was at the beach, and then uh, a guy came up to me and said, uh, "Shibani, if you dropped a brand tomorrow, we'll buy everything that you that you put out." So it, I guess it's a sign. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's a sign. Out oh, there.
1: mate! I mean, look. <laughs> if you already got the buyers, you know, yeah, you
0: gotta give them. Yeah. It's your duty now. It is my duty. <laughs> yeah. I definitely gotta serve my people. That's it, right?
1: <laughs> That's it. If they want something, I feel that way even better the podcast. Like, yeah. I'd be saying like, oh, people are listening to this. You know, yeah. like I'll drop an episode and I'll have people listening like within the first hour. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, like I need to, <laughs> I need to get, I need to make sure i make time yeah. kind to of get it out. Mm. Yeah. Because it's good. It's yeah. like going to the gym. You know, if you got a gym buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If yeah. I got a gym buddy, if I'm not at the gym, then he's like, oh, where are you, man? You know? It's like Yeah. But if we're both at the gym, it's like, yeah, we're at the gym. Like, we're doing this. Like, you, it's that mutual accountability. It mm-hmm. doesn't always have to be someone you even talk to. Like, I don't talk to these. Well, I don't know if I talk to these people that listen.
0: Yeah. Know, shout out to you listening. I fucking love you. Yeah. I guess it's just about being consistent and knowing for the fact that, you're working, that you are, are working towards something greater than yourself. So even about the gym stuff, um, you're building yourself your mental capability and then with this podcast you're providing the right information out to, into the world you never know who's listening you know it could be a kid that's like in high school and who just needs some inspiration and you're there for him you, know? you are
1: well you're there for him right now <laughs> i feel like that's the people you speak to you are like this youth
0: ambassador no but but without people like you i don't think a lot of things would be possible so you know yeah, I just want to thank you for this opportunity again. Oh, look,
1: thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're thank a good you. man. You're a good man. Now you too. You just got such a great energy, dude. <laughs> you do. you like,
2: you're just,
0: you're so, always so kind. Yeah. I feel like. Um, happy. <laughs> happy, yeah. Uh, I guess so. But I guess there's a lot of negatives in the world. So we definitely got to provide the right energy and hopefully we can go together as as one. Yeah. And and, you know, do you meditate? Oh, every morning. But I missed it this morning.
3: Hey. <laughs> i'm no. becoming
0: complacent well there you go now you know yeah. now you've t- are you, what are you gonna do about it oh after this i'll probably meditate before i do anything else oh well, there you go all right yeah
1: we're, gonna have, shabani, we're gonna have shabani on the couches right, <laughs> give me a moment guys you're just packing up and meditating
0: <laughs> consistency is definitely key
1: yeah. yeah and how do you meditate do you just sit there close your eyes breathe you have
0: apps or like Ooh. what's
1: your approach to meditation
0: I would give out this app, but I need some promo first. Uh, But I use this app um, and also I use YouTube. Um, I just basically lay down or sometimes I go sit out in the sun and just breathe and listen to whatever they're saying. So it's definitely a key component. And do you deep breathe? Definitely. It does help. Um, It definitely helps.
1: And are you focusing, like where do you focus your eyes? Uh,
0: I close my eyes. Yeah, okay. You look at your third eye
1: you just close them like
0: wherever they're sitting? Uh, I just close my eyes and then, yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever looked at my third eye. It's a weird.
1: <laughs> try Literally, try right now. You should try it. If you close your eyes and then look at your third eye. So, I did kundalini yoga for yeah. like oh, probably like six to eight months straight mm. when I was living up in Gold Coast. And kundalini yoga is essentially like bringing all your energy of your chakras and all that up to the to yeah. the third eye and to the crown mm. and, you know, up the kundalini. And it's just supposed to be like spiritual awakening style yoga that isn't really stretch-based. It's more like breathing, chanting, body movement, guided mm. meditations. There's a bit of, you know, moving. But like I remember this one example yeah. that just completely like blew my mind on what's possible with the mind. Mm. Is, all right, so you know when you, like, hold your arms up or whatever? Yeah. They'll get tired in a few minutes, yeah?
3: Mm.
1: And you'll be like, oh, I need to put my arms down. So we had guided meditation, <laughs> sitting there, cross-legged, hands up in the air, yeah. doing a figure eight with our arms. Wow. And in this guided meditation, like, one, they were like, oh, so you're in the desert and you're going through the desert and in the distance you see a forest. And now you're in the forest and you're moving through the trees, moving through the foliage. And now, like, and this was over time. They were saying <laughs> way more and all that. And yeah. it was like, now you're in the clouds. And, like, each time they were saying where we're at next, mm. I was already there.
0: Wow, because so you can already imagine it in your head. I don't
1: even know. I was just already there. Like I have a super, super, like, visual mind mm. in that, like, I'm, if I can, like, 3D render anything in my mind yeah as long as i know it looks like or can paint it together like where some people yeah they literally they just talk to themselves right i can talk to myself i can see ideas yeah uh you know i can see a movie in my head i love that it's cool um and what was cool though is that i'm going through this guided meditation and and you go in and out of it and you get back into your body and you're like oh my god this is excruciating pain (laughs) because my arms are still up in the air doing a figure eight yeah And I go back in the guided meditation and I'm in the clouds and it's really stormy, it's rainy, and that's when I'm like in my body but also in the guided meditation. It's just pain, it's pain, it's pain. And then, bam, I move. Wow. And I'm in the mountains. I'm like flying between these mountains. There's mountains on either side of me and I'm just flying through like I'm Neo in in the Matrix (laughs) 2. And each time I'm going past the mountains, they just push, push, push. They just go flat. And I look back and I was like... For whatever reason, I'm like, oh, that's my past, like, trauma. That's my past experiences and all that. And each time it goes down, it's like I'm putting it to bed, Mm. putting it to rest. I'm forgiving it. I'm like, so I was like, oh, I need to fly faster. I'm flying as fast as I can and all that. And as I was doing all that, this excruciating pain that I was feeling in my body was completely gone. Wow. So literally through the guided meditation, I overcame the sensation of pain Mm. and, like, Then when we finished Yeah I was like "Whoa!" And then the lady was like Guess how long you guys have been doing this How long And we're like how long She's like you've been doing this for like 19 minutes Wow I'm like whoa Like think about holding your arms up in the air for 19 minutes Like that that is
0: not easy (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a long time But Yeah It just proves that meditation has so many uh, benefits you know I Just taking that moment to breathe you know Like You could You could do so much for your mind you could actually do so much for your mind and your body.
1: What's it done for your mind?
0: Um, it just brings a lot of uh, clarity. Get a lot of clarity and just... Uh, for the fact that meditation uh, helps me prove my focus, you know, because I love, I love doing a lot of, like, uh, deep work, you know. And it, and if I can't be able to focus, then what's then the whole point. Mm. What yeah. do you mean by deep work? Deep work as in there's no distraction, you know. I have my phone on airplane mode it's just me and my laptop yeah okay Mm.
1: what kind of things are you doing
0: um i'm writing every idea that i have i feel like there's times when i can't sleep and i just go on my phone i write up exactly what i see in my head and then in the morning i'll just write up a whole document document on onto the idea like expand it into how i can exactly bring it into life
1: wow Mm. That's really cool. That's cool that you, like, really flesh out those ideas. Yeah. Because it's so easy, you know, people who get ideas and they just don't flesh them out. So what are you, like, speaking of, you know, making your manifestations, your thoughts a reality and all that, like, how do you go about, like, getting from that stage of it's an idea late at night or in the day or whenever and then you flesh it out, what's, like, the next step for making these ideas come to life for you?
0: Oh, I would usually call a friend and just explain the whole idea. And like, you know, uh, based on the response, I would see if I'm going crazy or not. But um, uh, it's usually a positive thought. And then they don't really say much after that. So I'm just like, okay, I told you about an idea now. I need to make it into life. So I work hard to find the, the right people that I see for the vision. And then from that, I just kind of uh, visualize the whole thing. How's it going to happen? How am I going to feel in the moment? Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's very deep, but uh, going back to the meditation stuff, I feel like you could do a guided meditation just from, like, listening from your voice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I've been to a bunch of yoga lessons. I yeah. was just,
0: just channeling the yogi. Mm. Yeah, that's It could a be a business venture too, so you never
1: know. It could be. Well, look, at one of your events, if you want me to to do the guided meditation... <laughs>
0: Let me know. <laughs> no, nah, I definitely will. I feel like we need to do something very calm and you know, very spiritual. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I know.
1: I know people that are better than me at it as well. Actual? Yeah. I, we can I love make, that. We can
0: make a whole thing about it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've, I honestly, I feel you yeah. in terms of the Renaissance man style of like artistry and like you know that you want to be able to do a vast amount of things. Like I really feel that as well. Mm. I think it's such an important thing thing to be able to like go down and especially artistic pursuits you know but not just artistic pursuits like go down these rabbit holes and learn and create and do because a decade is a long time
0: it is a long time
1: like you let's say if you were like All right, i'm gonna go tunnel vision on i'm gonna go tunnel vision on events yeah for a decade i'm gonna create the best fashion shows like collaborative mixed media shows in the world at the end of 10 years, yeah. like you would have done like, you know, like a thousand shows or something yeah. or at least 500. And, and then it's like, oh, wow, I've done so much. I'm like the king of this. I could continue to do this or go be a master at another thing mm. because, you know, they say 10,000 hours to master something. So there's a lot yeah. of things you could master if you tunnel vision about different things. But mm. I do think from my own experience yeah. that it's like, you need to not try focus on everything all at once. And it comes back to the idea of meditation, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're not just focusing on your breath while you're meditating, mm. you're not going to get the value out of it.
0: That's very true.
1: And it's the same thing with life. You're trying to focus on doing, like, I don't know, podcast event, make music make clothes <laughs> have a job like just, well, you don't have the time to do any of the like give any of those proper justice
0: no you don't and especially with time um you always got to find balance because you got to invest into every venture that you're doing and if you can't invest the right timing then and then I'm, you're basically just planting a seed and nothing is going because you got to put some water onto the seed you gotta you nurture it and then do all this and that. Mm. So, time is everything. So, yeah, it would never work. Facts. Yeah. Who are your
1: favourite hip-hop, hip-hop artist? My favourite
0: hip-hop artist? oh, Lancy Fo. I don't think you know him. Uh, Lancy who? Lancy Fo. The hell is that? Uh, I think you have to listen to him on um, your way back home. Uh, and... Is it... What style? Um, He's a British
1: rap, rap rapper. Okay. Yeah. Like a stormsy kind of style? Or, like, who would you compare? I would compare like
0: him to... Playboy Cardi, even though like
1: yeah okay
0: yeah, but he's very he's very unmindful Or compared to Playboy Cardi, he's basically like
2: have, what's, have what's you? his name? Lancey How do you spell it? Yeah, how do you spell the last
0: name? L A N C Y E Y and then I-E-Y. space F O U X. Oh yeah, he's really yeah. talented, but um, and is he a new cat? Nah, he's been doing it for ten years. But yeah, real. It's just amazing But uh, That's uh, wild Favorite artist Kanye West Definitely
1: up there Which album? Uh, oh wait, Actually are you an album listener
0: Or a song listener? Ooh Damn A song listener But Ooh. I can do both I can Ooh. do both I can do both <laughs> oh, <to> the <laughs> I can do both Yeah oh, I know you can <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't mean you do <laughs> What about you though?
1: I'm
2: like, uh, full album listener
1: I love it. Because I love it. Same thing with like an event, right? Mm. I see an album like an event. They're curating an experience for you from start to finish. Not all artists. Yeah. Might add, not all artists. There's a hand, there's a lot of artists that just put songs together and it's just a collation of songs. And they might have a similar soundscape. Yeah. But it's not really like a journey they're taking you on Mm. with the track listing. But there are the great artists, you know, Kendricks, your Kanye's, even some of the Schoolboy Q albums for sure. You know your Michael Jacksons, yeah. your especially on Dangerous, um, you know Biggie, like all the greats. They all curate their albums, so start to finish, it's like you get taken on a journey of ideas and emotions. Yeah, I'll definitely send you some albums after this, and then you can give me your thoughts. Yeah, well, you can have to send me some ones I haven't listened to.
0: Okay, I got you, I got you, I got <laughs> you, I got you. And also, uh, who else? Yeah, that's about it. In, in my top five, I don't really listen to that much music. I don't know. I, I kinda stopped uh listening to a lot of rap. It's more like what do you me- listen to? Music that music that is beneficial to my mind. So like, yeah. you know <laughs> normal sorry, normal F the scale, F that. It's more like, you know, what can my mind consume? Like okay, so uh that's that's an important thing, right? Mm. What is your thoughts about what is healthy and not healthy to consume? Uh I mean, you gotta be mindful on what you put into your mind, like basically, um what's healthy for me uh in terms of music It's about like uh, Music that feeds my energy Like you know It's about positive words They're not Trying to say F the skill F that You know It's like you know The tone about, You know I'm trying to get this I'm trying to get that Yeah Does that make sense? Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah I'm just trying to paint the picture with you Yeah Of like What it looks like That is the healthy stuff yeah. Like what kind of healthy stuff You're talking about Like we're we talking about meditation music Yeah Like you're talking about I don't know, but what kind of things do you consume Mm. that assist you manifest that energy for
0: yourself? Right, Um, I'll probably say uh, a lot of music from people's ground up, like, uh, you can feel the energy, like, they're hungry to make it. Yeah, that's the type of music I listen to. Uh, Like who? Skepta. Yeah Skepta Yeah Skepta He's a very still ser- hungry to make it He's a very serious <laughs> man
1: <laughs> He's a very serious man He's he's made it And he's still hungry Yeah
0: And I feel like A music like that Can, can definitely help your mind Like you know mm. Yeah Yeah is a funny one He's so tough <laughs> He is so tough But like
1: he's also just speaking Like his wisdom Yeah Like in every bar He's just spitting life
0: lessons mm. And you could feel his aura Just from like an image You could be like yeah, That guy I don't know he looks like a strong man. He is a strong man, <laughs> for sure. What do you think makes him such a strong man? Oh, I don't know. Maybe his experiences that he's been through, but I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah, but like what characteristics like make him strong, do you reckon?
0: Um, I'll probably just say his whole structure, but uh, his aura, like his aura is definitely big, like just big energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Who's what that? about pop smoke? Oh, yeah, I repeat to him. Um, his music is good for parties, but I don't listen to it like right, that. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Fair enough, I agree. I listen. I've been
1: getting around uh sounds. Sounds yeah, yeah. So it's like kinda like meditation music, but you can actually listen to sounds at certain frequencies.
0: I do that too. Yeah? I do that before I go to sleep. Yeah, dude. Like do you like do it while you sleep? Yeah. Oh I do, it's good. Like four thirty two herbs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's even another one, I think it's seven thirty eight or something like that. Yeah. That is supposed to be the pulse frequency mm. from the earth to the ozone. And it's the exact same frequency as like the alpha brain waves I in our mind.
0: I used to listen to a lot of that when I was in uni, like um there's ones on YouTube that says active activate your your brain power and then i'll just listen to that while Hmm. you're you're while i'm doing the work and i feel very productive so So affirmations big i'm big on affirmations yeah
1: every morning what do you do them or you listen to them
0: uh i used to listen to them but now it's more like uh i just listen to the bible affirmations what's the bible affirmation uh they're just basically um they read out the scriptures
1: what where do you find that on youtube on youtube (laughs) i'm serious Wait, I want to see this Yeah Can you get that up Can you get that up Owen Just search up Bible affirm Oh yeah What do we search up Bible affirmations Yeah it Puts a Bible out. You, you want to see If you can quickly connect it To the roadcaster <laughs> Cause yeah Come back to us If you can do it Cause yeah. I want to hear that Like Ew. what Bible yeah.
0: affirmations Yeah I actually do that uh, Before I go to sleep And just in the morning yeah. Cause I've been looking For like a
1: good copy mm. Of the Bible To listen to
0: I could give you this book uh, It's called The Game of Life uh, it's Is it audio though? Yeah There's an audio book And there's also like A proper book Because um, I want to
1: Audio listen to the Bible okay. Because I want to learn the word More I know stories from it And such like that And like mm. a, a bunch of the morals And the history about it Yeah But I want to like Actual listen Because well, I think if something's stayed around for two thousand years, it's gotta have something
0: good not it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I've actually listened to the audiobook of the Bible, like not Which fully. Version? Um King James? Yeah, okay, that's the one I was recommended. Yeah, King James version, but I haven't finished it yet, so
1: mean go, it's long. It's it's very long. What are you what are your thoughts of like what the Bible is?
0: Jesus um has loved me. It's like, as
3: it is written hey. in John is that thirteen. The one? That is the one verse
0: thirty-four. A new commandment I give unto you. So that ye
3: love one another <laughs> as I have loved oh, you. Oh, this is what I sleep to that sometimes. also, really? I'm serious. I would another. just
0: play some rain sound in the background and then and I just fall asleep. I am a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away. <laughs> and
1: I can see. It's so nice. It's so nice. I actually yeah. might do that tonight. I might even do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. King James Bible.
2: Affirmations, I Let's love go. that. And Was there a favorite song from Lance We can play that.
1: Oh, uh, damn! Well, that might get copyright there. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. might get copyright. <laughs> maybe, yeah, okay.
0: maybe we can play after the. i oh, will play it yeah, after. We'll play it yeah. after. Yeah. yeah, bet. Okay, so yeah, what is the Bible to you? The Bible to me is basically, um, is basically um, a guidance into into our lives. You know, um, we can learn so much from it. Um, uh, it basically talks about the past. And what we could learn from it, um, it's basically like, yeah, just what I said before, a guidance for my life, basically. Um, in in what kind of ways? Um, like every way. There's also the Ten Commandments on how we should live our lives. Um, I'm a big I'm a big believer that like you know, sex after marriage kind of makes more sense now. I mean, I've done it all, but like you know now. Just growing up as a person, I believe more on the commandments. I'm just like, okay, I see why, yeah that was said, and then um why
2: do you,
1: why do you think that's important?
0: It's very important okay um okay, let's say you have a glue stick, a glue, and then you glue something to it, okay, the first time that you you lose your body count, oh okay, the first time that you collect a body like you know you become softer, and then the more the more that you do it is basically okay. So the first time that you do it, you're giving your soul to that person. The person is basically the glue or like the person that you're sticking it to that glue. Um, And then the more that you stick the glue to, the, to whatever you're sticking it to, you become weaker and weaker and weaker to connect to like basically your wife. Mm. Yeah, because you know, uh, let's say you have like a body count of 18 people before... Before you meet your wife, you're very weak. You're very likely to cheat. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, that was yeah. oddly
0: specific,
1: but yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Once you're over 18, you're gone. You're a to <laughs> Or even five. Or, or even five. I feel like five
1: is a big number. Um, five? Why do you think five is a big number? That's my favourite number.
0: Oh, five is a lot of people. Like, um.
1: Goddamn.
0: I'll probably say the worst. I
1: thought we are going to get into something spiritual <laughs> about the number five, but okay.
0: Five is a big number. Five bodies? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to imagine... <laughs> I wouldn't imagine... I wouldn't want... Okay, stop.
1: No, no, please. Are these bodies alive? <laughs> <laughs> They're alive.
0: I wouldn't want to imagine my wife sleeping with five other guys. What do you think that means? It means that um, she wasn't able to keep one guy around, so... What's going on? <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah, I suppose.
0: What's going on, like, dude? You need to get close to the mic. Yeah, Just Thinking about talking. Yes, thinking about talking. Imagine if your wife told you she had a body count of ten, and you guys are married. Like, would it you suppose
2: It Depends if it was there were actual relationships. Well, for me, anyways, if it was an actual relationship, or it was she's been with ten people in a relationship, then that's like what—that's well, crazy. That's a lot of people. I suppose if it's more of a, um, not so much in the relationship side. It's a bit different. For me, anyways.
0: That would be more scary than... You reckon? What is she doing?
2: Oh yeah, okay. Uh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Doing? I'm convinced. I'm sold. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I've listened doing? to
1: a fair bit about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I have. So the eye of the beholder, I
2: suppose. But,
0: but, hey, with the current society that we're in, I have no comments, you know. Like, yeah. girls can do whatever they want, you know. Um I feel like there's a lot of the feminist big thing. So, you know, I feel like the pushing... girls to act in a certain way which is kind of wrong like you know i feel like girls are meant to to nurture us you know they're meant to they're meant to do so much more not just become you know like another way for guys just to like you know get an an instant gratification Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah well i mean especially when you like look at your grandma or something you're like this woman is like this spiritual sage. Mm, you see? And and when you have like a real good grandma, she like really holds the family together. Yeah. And she's good at grandmaing. You know, she's got that feminine energy that's like she handles shit. You know, yeah. like yeah. emotional turbulence, she handles it. Yeah. Like that's what you really want from like those wise, like f- divine feminine energy that's like really, you know, expressed through life and you yeah. Know, yeah, at its later stage.
2: With the whole body count thing, I'm not like if I was going to go in a relationship with somebody, I wouldn't depend it on the fact that, like, if I still like, like that talking person... The mic, talking to Mike, talking I still like that person, I wouldn't be dependent on how many people they've slept with or, you know, how many relationships they've been in. Because at the end of the day, it's like you choosing that person for who they are.
1: Mm. However, the stats... The <laughs> stats are it Yours are would be through the roof, Amish. Bro, the stats are wild. Nah. <laughs> the stats are wild, though. i tell you what. The stats are wild yeah. of, like, how many partners... I oh, I can't remember the male example but the female example yeah. is like if a woman has over x amount in her body count or over x amount of relationships mm. her uh the well it's, this is obviously not a blanket this is a statistic of of generalization so there are people that don't aren't living this stat but the stat is essentially the, the more body count you have yeah the higher and higher and higher i think it's like even 3 like mm. even if you get to 3 or more you're likelihood of divorce and cheating are like through right. the roof yeah,
0: yeah that's very true. i said that i said i said that but i feel like society, that super glue yeah that super glue analogy it would definitely save the world it stick it will stick with us yeah, well <laughs> it
1: it's, it's been <laughs> big in the bible right and yeah. historically it was also like promiscuity was like like there was like a physical element to it in many senses mm. not just spiritual is like you need to know whose baby's whose. Mm. And if you're in even just a small tribe setting, it was unworkable to be like, oh, whose kid is that? Because then who takes care of it besides the mother? Like exactly. that, so, And uh, and now we've moved into this society where, you know, we're birth control and stuff like that. It's changed the dynamic. Mm.
0: It's crazy, but, yeah, this is the world that we live in, I guess. Yeah. I feel like
1: we're a lot more
2: critical now, though. What
1: do you mean? I don't know. I think they were super critical back in the day. Well, about?
2: yeah, but as in, like, we're just critical about what is wrong and right, I suppose, to a degree. There's lots of different ways now. Yeah, but I also think there's just this mass, like,
1: coming to grips with where we're at. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of statistics that have been going, like, wrong, if you will. Like, there's a lot of unhappiness and just, like, social breakdowns in many ways mm. that they have quantified, people have quantified. So I think it's kind of like we're having this cultural time where we're discussing what works and what doesn't. And we're drawing upon the history to look at what did work and why did it work. Mm. Like coming to grips with these arguments of, okay, why was that actually set up like that? Like why are the Ten Commandments even important? We Mm. had this like spiritual like, oh, we've forgotten religion. And now there's this rising up again of, oh, actually, we might need this. Yeah, We might need these kind of like doctrines to just – have stable growing societies Mm. and i've said this before but i look at um i read a book uh, and it was essentially saying that each religion is a technology for civilization building Mm. and it has to go through its time period like so if you look at like um the christian the jude christian values i said that wrong but um They've had like two thousand years. Is that off? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They've anyway. Audio only now, baby. On that. No, camera. that's all good. Yeah. Um, they've had two thousand years to mature, mm. and it has gone through reforms over time. Of the certain, you know, time periods, there was like heaps of violence yeah. in a society, or there was heaps of X, Y, and Z. Anyway, the idea was Islam. Comparing Islam to Christianity is like a 500-year, give or take, difference in terms of those religions. So where we're saying Islam is actually very similar to where Christianity was 500 years ago Mm. as as a piece of doctrine and how the civilization operated in terms of moving forward. Yeah. But an interesting thing is just saying that it's interesting what religions are respected around the world right now. Christianity is not respected around the world right now.
0: I guess that comes with um the top people that represent the um the churches like uh let's say we have pope or like you know are uh, people that are just doing like things that are very questionable in the world. Yeah, like what? Um like pastors being into kids like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's a very one. questionable. That's spotlight. Have you seen that
1: movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, it's phenomenal. Huh? Yeah. What?
2: <laughs> what? No, what is Spotlight? Oh, well, I'm about to say it here yeah, so yeah, you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always going to keep it interesting. So. <laughs> All hey. right, so Spotlight's a movie about Boston, or yeah. it's set in Boston about the Catholic Church and these investigative reporters that essentially cracked the code... Like, broke the lid off Mm. all, like, what is happening in Catholicism about kitty fiddling Mm. and how they just send them to a different place and nobody's actually punished and stuff like that. And it was like they found out there was like a hundred kids or more in this one area, or like a thousand kids or more in this one area were all kitty fiddled. And there was this huge, like, epidemic within this religious institution that's obviously supposed to be in line with God and, and you're know, yeah. not doing those types of things so it was very unholy
0: yeah and when things like that now you start to question the whole religion like
1: yeah well that's what's happened right yeah
0: if the top people are doing this then what are we meant to believe in but at the same but saying saying that it's more about the relationship that we have with God it's not about um if we go to church every day it's just about if we're able to read the word and just meditate on the word and then I reflect on that but I guess there's a lot of things that are happening in the world that are, are not okay. It's just about how can we move forward as people. So, Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> there's a lot of evil, but, you know, I guess people like those will get, will get what they deserve. And, yeah. Like karma? Yeah. Yeah, karma. Yeah, basically. But I don't wish any bad on anyone, you know, but just be aware of your actions.
3: Mm.
1: yeah well they say that on a like subatomic level yeah like anything you do has a like a reaction across the whole universe
0: Mm. the cause and effect yeah yeah
1: like it's just this huge ripple effect that actually affects the universe yeah so to think that every single action thoughts included Mm. which is funnily enough and a hard one to actually get to grips with especially if you have uh an inundation of negative thoughts if you will that's a hard one to grapple with, yeah. But suppose we on like an actual material level, our mm-hmm. thoughts can even have an effect on the other side of the of the universe. Wow, that's what they're saying in quantum physics, which is very hard stuff to understand. To be honest, yeah, it goes over my head. But they come out with these cool things to say, and I go, wow, wow,
3: wow. <laughs>
0: it's like
1: proving spiritual world as fact.
0: Yeah, but. I guess every day is an opportunity to learn. So, maybe if you wanna research something that's you know unpredictable, you never know what you could learn. What should we research? Um, damn, you really put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> damn. Uh, oof, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> get back to you on that. Yeah, oh, okay.
1: Nah, no worries. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> What time are we at?
2: We're at an hour and seventeen minutes and five seconds. I love
0: this conversation.
2: It's fun, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it feels like ten minutes. It does. <laughs> it just flies by. Yeah, it actually feels like ten minutes. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in terms of you doing your creative stuff, you so you're focusing essentially on doing all these events, and you're like trying to expand them over into different places. Yeah. Overseas.
0: Overseas. Yeah. Um, I did have a phone call with Doot about that. Um, he just gave me. Uh, I mean, we we talk about the matrix a lot within our conversations. So uh, we talk about getting out the matrix, and you know, he did he did tell me something about you know you got to do so much more, and you know, it just basically unlocked the key in my mind, and just like you know, I knew exactly what he was saying. So
1: what did, what was he saying? Uh,
0: he was saying that he's obviously. We well, just explain quickly who Dude is and what he's doing. Doot is an artist. He he also models, but right right now he's in London. Um, He's a fashion model over there. He's signed to two agency Chadwick Models and there's one in London. Yeah, he's just pursuing his dreams.
3: Yeah, yeah he's killing it.
2: It's he's awesome.
1: It. Him and Odell. Yeah. They're killing it. They're crushing Definitely it. are
0: killing it. They're breaking the Matrix.
1: They're yeah, breaking basically.
2: the Matrix. They like, are. Is that when we left the Snoop Dogg concert last night? Oh,
0: I did. <laughs> breaking the Matrix. The Matrix is all around us, but yeah. you know, We definitely got to be Neo. Exactly. Yeah. that's it. We got to be Neo. Yeah. You got to understand you're the one, basically. Yeah, you're the one just, do it. just a quick digress
2: and then I want to go back to what you're saying you've got yeah. four, three Neos in the room damn <laughs> that's crazy
1: <laughs> dead.
0: when I w- main character energy yeah, facts
2: <laughs> when
1: I was like a little kid I mean still is my favourite movie but when I was a little kid it was my favourite movie and my dad went over to Bali and he brought me back like a custom made full length leather jacket wow like I had a full Neo leather jacket when I was like 10 years old I like cruising around pretending I was Neo yeah. because I am Neo sup you're really him sup
3: (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: about the fly fly, baby yeah don't play with him he's really him
1: yeah so in terms of that conversation you're having about expanding like your energy Mm. with the world like what do you
0: see as like your vision and how to how to do that damn um i feel like god wants us to do so much more so like if I'm able to provide opportunities and do all this and that, I feel like doors will definitely open. Uh, but uh, I'll just definitely branch out to, to different states, connect with creatives there. And then um, I definitely see a door opening, you know, because I do see visuals of me being, you know, overseas, you know. So I definitely see a visual up there. So it's just hard work. I got to take out all the distractions in my life and just... Be focused And I can do it Definitely can You can And yeah. I think you will Yeah Nah thank you I do believe in you Yeah I appreciate that for real That's why you're here Yeah I believe in you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Now you too I, I definitely see you are Going far with this You know Not just this But like you know All the ideas that you have In your head that That no one really knows about You know As long as you're able To stay focused With with the right energy You definitely got this The world is yours Thank you Yeah The world is yours Yeah Hey shout out to Nas. Naz yeah shout to out some <laughs>
1: Nas and shout out to what's his name Scarface Scarface yeah yeah well that's where they that came from oh right. have you seen Scarface I think I've seen a little bit but oh, dude you got to watch Scarface yeah even have you seen the godfather ooh i think i've seen a little bit uh but again you got to watch that yeah <laughs> It's phenomenal. I saw it in the cinemas. Wow! Like not when it came out because I was not alive. Yeah. But Palace, yeah, right. <laughs> Palace Nova did a screening the other day, and they were like each weekend they had like number one, and they yeah. had number two, and then they have number three. Wow! So I watched one and two in the theater, and then the third one on Netflix.
0: Wow, that would be amazing. Um, I feel yeah, like sick. Yeah, I feel like our movies like that are very like influential. Like mm.
1: honestly, I think just sharing with the world. Sharing with the world makes a difference. Like people like want to see people do cool stuff. Mm. And if you can give them value in whatever way, like yeah. you, and you've got a community, like you, what you're doing, you're giving value to people in an experiential sense. Yeah. That they're making friends, they're seeing things, but then also all this performance and stuff that you're like actually making them feel, mm. feel, think, be heard, connect. Like you're doing all of these things all at once. So it's yeah. like, it is a powerful Very powerful thing you're doing with the types of events. Because I remember, I've been to two of your events. One at the warehouse and the other one uh, on Peary Street. Yeah. at uh, what was it called? City Inn.
0: In Studio Cafe.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was cool. You
2: got a vibe
0: going. Like, you got people moving. You got energy rolling. Yeah. And uh, I think that was the first show that I did. uh, The one uh, in Studio Cafe. I was just coming back. That was your first show. Yeah, I was coming back from Melbourne and... I was inspired by a lot of things that I saw. I was just like, um, you know, uh, there's a creative scene out there, you know, and, you know, it actually feels like a family. Like, people are connected together compared to here. It's more like people have their little circles here and there. And I feel like having, like, live conversations like these, but, like, with a lot more people and just, like, being able to showcase art, you could see, like, a community forming slowly and surely.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like those that are, like, really into the art, yeah. Like, and not just the art isn't like, oh, I'm going to criticize this painting or something like that. Yeah. But those are like into art as like an expression of beauty and truth in life. Mm. There's that fundamental connection of like, yo, you're into truth and beauty. I'm into truth and beauty. There's something Connect. beautiful going to yeah. happen if we talk mm. because we're both into truth and beauty. Yeah. Like, we're not trying to front, we're trying to express. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's the key uh, difference, you know. Just doing it and not fronting about it. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, There's just so much beauty and vulnerability, isn't there?
0: Yeah, there is. There is so much. Especially in art too. Or just like in everything that we do. What's some of the most beautiful displays of
1: vulnerability that you've seen?
0: Wow. In terms of... Just art? Just art. Oh. Whatever art. Damn, I'll probably say my poetry, uh, I wrote one in the 12th. And it still stands to me, like, to this day. Um, it talked about the emotions that I was feeling then and, like, how a lot of people come into your life and then they just become strangers. Yeah. So, yeah, which is scary. Like, you probably had, like, you used to have conversation with them people now they just become strangers that you walk past. Like, the, the energy, it doesn't feel right. Or, like, maybe you guys have grown apart. Or, so, like, you can't really talk about the old conversations that you guys had. Because now you're a different person. You're not the same person that you were. It's so true. like, mm-hmm. even if you tried having a conversation, you know, deep down in that, that was a, a different layer of you. So you can't really continue on trying to feed something that's kind of not going to grow again. Like,
1: and why was that such a vulnerable display for you? Like, What made it so vulnerable to you?
0: Oh, because um, I feel like I don't really express myself a lot. But with that, I expressed it and then I posted it. On Instagram, I think, and yeah. then Zayn put it into his magazine, so it was kind of big. Oh uh, yeah, it is big. What's yeah. the magazine? Friend magazine. I, I yeah, don't, okay, I don't think you've heard of it. Have you? I have heard
1: of it. I saw yeah. there was an event the other day. Yeah, I
0: was. I was just in a different place. He's very talented. He's very talented with what he's doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. What about you, Owen? What's the most vulnerable display that you've seen or created?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Breath, I don't know. Breath. It's just I don't know. When I I saw a lot of artwork when I went overseas um, from like you know Leonardo da Vinci and things like that, um, which is pretty eye opening in the sense that it's very they just painted everything was, had never been done before. You know, when you start from the beginning in that sort of sense, it's like um, you don't expect it to last that long. So you're just painting because that's just what you're doing or creating something and it's lived on forever. I feel like a lot of people like nowadays may come up with something or invent something but it's crowded because there's lots of people around. Mm. It doesn't mean it's going to live on forever. That's and it sounds
1: true. like it's awe-inspiring. What? It sounds like that's awe-inspiring to you.
2: Yeah, well, it's inspiring but it's like uh, the vulnerability side of it, I guess, is taking risks, you know. Yeah, okay. And exploring.
1: Yeah, I bet. That's cool.
0: What about you, though?
1: Oh, I'd say there's a few songs. I'd say one of them is You Ooh. by Kendrick Lamar. That is, like, such a vulnerable display. Mm. I would also say that uh, Michael Jackson, Ooh. he had another song, Will You Be There. Ooh, deep. And I love that. It's that. a beautiful one. You know, he really... But even on the next album, you know, there's such, but there's also, there's not just vulnerable displays of, like, despair. There's also vulnerable displays of courage. Mm. You know, like, when you look at a song like um, They Don't Care About Us. Yeah. You know, that's a vulnerable display of, like, I am standing up to the powers that be and I'm not going to let them silence me.
0: Mm. And did, And they did try to silence him even after he released the song, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, they yeah. did
1: silence him. Yeah.
2: You know? like Andrew Tate.
1: They're doing that? I mean, look. Yeah. What? Free Tom G.
2: Yeah, Free, yeah, free Tom, Tom G. G. <laughs> <laughs> free Tom G. Yeah, yeah legit. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, well, I, I mean, feel like hes they've just pinned stuff on him that has no relevance to him just to cover him up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, the bar guy. to believe any of the kind of information that's been fiddling out or yeah. trickling out. However, what is the story of that? It's like he... You know, he got put up to these charges of not letting these girls leave a house, but then footage has been released of them coming and going from (laughs) this house. And also, in uh, (laughs) messages between them, literally talking about setting him up, and he's still been in like jail for like 100 days or something like that. And they're supposedly in that country, they're only allowed to hold him for like 150 days. Wow. And then they have to let him go because they haven't supposedly, I mean, obviously, I don't know if any of this information is correct, but supposedly it is. Yeah, they can hold him without pinning him to something because they haven't actually put charges against him yet. Just purely because they don't have the evidence to actually charge. He's just charge been arrested, him. and they can hold him yeah. for a hundred
0: something days. Damn. Yeah, a hundred days is a lot of days that you could be doing something.
2: So yeah, and being taken without free will, you know, just but who knows? Taken.
1: Who knows? He could be a plant. <laughs> exactly, know. or maybe you could be like psyop.
0: I don't know. Maybe you could be brainstorming for 100 days until you come out so
2: mm. yeah you never know uh, you've got access to pen and paper so you can yeah, write it down but exactly yeah.
1: <laughs> well the interesting time we're living in in terms of information is that there's so much information and this has been talked about in like the 50s and stuff like that in uh, uh, some of the books is if you have such an inundation of information that it's information overload and you don't know what's true and what's not true so then you can't actually move and take a step in, in line with what you think is true mm. Because you're in this mass state of confusion. Yeah. So nobody protests, nobody does anything because they're like, well, I don't
0: really know if it's the truth. Yeah. I feel like it's just being able to disown. Because if you're able to disown between what's fake and what's real, then, you know, we could definitely live in a better world. And I feel like a lot of people, they just read a little bit. They don't go deep research. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean COVID was a great example of that.
0: <coughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a great example. All the information coming out now. There's an amendment right now that's uh they put up in the Senate, which is amending the uh work, health and safety uh like policy act Mm. and they're trying to amend it so then all the protections that say you have for gender you know you can't be discriminated for your gender you can't be discriminated for your race you can't be just you know all the different reasons you can't be discriminated then wanting to they put an amendment up to introduce that you can't be discriminated for your medical choices (laughs) so then they can actually put in the legislation you have medical autonomy which makes sense, yeah. and but you know, we just saw that it's not in the doc- doctrine, and it needs to be in the doctrine.
0: Yeah, it's scary in the world that we live in. Like all you really got to do is do your research, and like don't deep too much into the news. Like the news only basically uh, feeds you a propaganda and fear, and that's how you get stuck in the matrix, and now you and, and now you get stuck in, into believing. This and that, and then you're fearful of the next person that has a different opinion of something, because now you're very you're programmed into this one opinion. You're not really thinking for yourself. Yeah, it's like the older generation it's Yeah. Like, to
2: cut you off, but it's like the older generation who depended on the TV or the newspaper, and how the t- newspaper and the TV have changed so much mm. that now that they, because they've grown up on it, they believe it. So it's like the media can feed them anything, and they'll believe it. Exactly, yeah. and it,
0: it's a very scary place, but yeah. you know.
1: And what that creates, and I actually just watched a video about this today, is cognit- cognitive dissonance. Mm. And cognitive dissonance is essentially when there is an idea, for example, that you believe and then you do something in contrast to that that isn't actually in line with it. So mm. po- controversially, a great example for that is bodily autonomy and what happened during the pandemic, which was everybody, you know, well not everybody, but a large population of the population – saying you know you should be locked up you shouldn't (laughs) be allowed to be a part of society for not having this you know this uh this jab yeah and then a month later then the roe v wade decision came out yeah and then the same people were protesting on the streets it's my body my choice (laughs) (laughs) which is cognitive dissonance on on a on a principle level uh, obviously they're different issues and you know they have nuance between them but nonetheless on a principled level that is a complete contrast
0: to each other yeah. Flip <laughs> Now i do feel that um i even had a friend that never really believed in it from the first uh from the first go but like you know the more he expresses opinion the more people are just like you know maybe you're going crazy like what you know there's people that are dying from this like what are you not saying So, like, now you can't really express your opinion. Because even with the whole, when, like, uh, the COVID thing was, like, at at its peak, uh, it was more about divide, 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 divide the people. And you could see that, like, or maybe, like, they're planning something in the background, you know, to conquer us, you know. And, like, maybe as we divide, we won't connect anymore because now people have different opinions, you know. Like, there's a lot of people on this end that are programmed and then there's people on this end... That are trying to think for themselves, but you know, yeah. If we're if there's more people on the program side, we can't we can't really win the war because you know we gotta unite together.
1: Yeah, well, the age-old saying is like eighty percent of the population would live life as sheep, twenty uh, percent will, oh, what is it like ten percent will question things, five percent will like know the truth, and mm. there's like a or four percent, and then one percent will be trying to stop the 20% from telling the
0: 80%. Wow. Scary stats.
1: Yeah, and that's Scary like the stats. idea. So it's like the 1% they control it all and yeah. everybody knows, you know, that's in that 20% that goes, "Oh, I know this is happening, you know, the world is run by a small collective of people and mm. it's been done for a long time." Um and we can see that. You know, mm. we can see that a great living example of that is things like the WEF yeah. the international monetary fund the world bank the un there's the there's these bodies that you know transcend country borders and and make rules and agendas for the entire world and they yeah. are a cross pollination of big business and big government and they have people in all positions all sorts of positions of power whether it's in bureaucracies governments mm. or ceos or, or leaders of large corporations all coming together and discussing what they want for the world and how to do it and enacting it and an example of that is the world health organization is currently there's this treaty that's going that they're essentially trying to legislate across the world that the un will be in no the world health organization will be in charge of the next pandemic
0: response wow the next you see it's already planned well, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, according to them, as a more globalized world, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, that's what the information has been, which you know I can understand to a degree. However, you know, the source code of of all of these things is is the interesting thing. Obviously, the lab leak theory is now looking like the predominant idea that you know came out of a lab. So, intentionally, unintentionally, we do not know. We can only, you know, just inquire or look <laughs> into it. And say, mm. all right, well, if it is planned, how would we act? If it isn't planned, how would we act? Mm. Yeah. Well, this is where we get cancelled, so... Oh, We've gotten cancelled a thousand times in the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like a lot of diseases nowadays that we suffer from is because the food that we're consuming.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had <laughs> a, a, guy, a guy named um, Robert Williamson. Yeah. He, he was the CEO of a mine and he was saying... He does a lot to do with autism mm. and he was saying that he thinks that a, a large component behind why there is so much autism growing in the world is from GMO crops and GMO foods that we're all consuming. Mm. I was like, oh,
0: there you go. Interesting. So, I've actually decided to change my diet too, you know, because I could definitely see the results now. So, What's your diet now? Uh, I'm basically vegetarian, so no more meat. No more meat? Yeah. Pause.
3: What? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, don't worry.
0: Classic. Um, I think it's always good to do that, you know, just to like detox the body and the mind to what you're used to. Yeah, because, you know Especially for the fact that, like, you know, you're used to rice and chicken for your whole life and then you just take that switch. It's scary, but speaking, to,
1: yeah, fair. Speaking of rice, a power to you for being able to have the discipline to actually change your diet. It's not yeah. an easy thing. Um, yeah, you know, there's all sorts of barriers that get in the way, whether it's, oh, I don't like that particular food, mm. you know, as a starting ground or mm. just, you know, just doing it and figuring yeah. out how to cook. Um. So my friend, two of my friends, they've done this enzyme liver flush. Yeah. And essentially they sat in the toilet for about a day because of it. But what it did <laughs> is this enzyme uh, es- essentially like cleaned out all the guck in their liver. Damn um and their bowels yeah and they had these bowls of like softish looking stones mm. that came out of them and essentially they say it was green they were green damn i feel that it's wild so like there's all these things and they were saying oh an example of like what kind of things get stuck in there is rice well because if you look at rice in a bowl after a day after it's been cooked yeah what does it do gets super hard gets stuck to the sides yeah that's happening inside our body you know after a um, digestion process of course you know there's residue that gets stuck there mm. with uh, especially carbohydrate orientated and starch foods yeah. is what they're saying and look i'd be pretty interested to give it a go Yeah, cuz i think there is there is a place to detox you know i've done a juice fast a juice fast yeah, yeah i did a two day juice fast
0: it was all right your fasting is definitely important it's definitely important yeah Yeah. i mean the stories of people curing
1: their cancers from starving starving, yeah fasting starving and fasting is said to be very different because the (laughs) intention that you hold in your mind has a direct effect on how your body responds like you can literally make yourself sick by being depressed and sad because you will trigger a chemical response that your body then does and it's the same it's the same both ways
0: yeah, so mindset definitely comes into play with that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Fasting, you have to set the right intention and hold it.
0: Yeah, and you could even do, like, a one-day fast. Or no, not a one-day fast. I meant, um, like, you could have one meal a day, you know? Yeah, intermediate fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That still helps.
1: Yeah, yeah, they say. Yeah, I do intermediate fasting every now and then. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'll just, like, skip breaky.
0: Skip breaky. yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is that on purpose, though, or just
1: sometimes sometimes no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i have like late late
0: lunches aren't yeah because sometimes you just get too busy even to eat so like you know yeah you don't really respond to what you're feeling it's just like okay
2: yeah i I mean i'm happy to skip lunch i actually only ones i like is breakfast and dinner i have to have them i love brekkie i'll skip over lunch i love a good (laughs) brekkie
1: i could go french toast french toast
0: toast. yeah i miss my avocados but (sighs) not avocados i meant what are they called uh,
2: no croissants
1: a croissant, yeah. croissants oh dude I used to get the best croissants from the central market they were like these butter croissants and oh my god mm. you could literally just like peel them <laughs> they were like so fluffy and just so delicious that I would just sit there and just peel this croissant and eat it in like layers mm. and it was just like, by itself because it was that delicious
0: wow I can't wait to have another croissant hopefully one day soon yeah right, do you have a time limit on this vegetarian diet oh not too sure. I just want to stay focused and see results. Yeah, bet. Yeah.
2: Good on you.
1: Thank you. Well, I think we should wrap it up. Is there anything else you'd like to say, share?
0: Um, thank you guys for listening, and shout out to Hamish for this opportunity, and shout out to the man in the back controlling the volume.
3: Chester Owen. Yeah, Owen. Thanks guys. Yes. Owen. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing your energy with us. Thank you. You're a great man. I'm excited to see what you do with your life. Thank I you. think it's gonna be many blessings to many people because mm. you're just radiating like a little sunshine <laughs> cruising around and you're just growing into a sun.
0: Nah, thank you. Um, no, you too. Thank you, man. No You've
1: been listening to Watch Your Voyage. Thank you very much. That camera's out. Anyway, you listen to Watch Your Voyage, please like, subscribe, share, do all that. Tell your friends. You know, just have fun with life. <laughs> do your thing. Watch your voyage. You get a hundred years. Make it worth it, baby. Peace. Thank you, thank you.